welcome to episode 37 of the Badland Girls. I'm Destiny. And I'm Rhea. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, ta-da! It's us. Yeah. How are you, Rhea? I am a little bit sleepy today, and that's mostly my fault because the past couple days I, I took naps without my CPAP. Uh-oh. And they were shitty shitty naps i can't sleep without that thing now <laughs> yeah you kind of need it it's it's a, there's a reason they gave it to you <laughs> yeah usually my naps are like 20 minutes or less nowadays and if i do that that's okay but for some reason on saturday and friday i napped for like hours and man my body and brain does not like that anymore i felt like shit Aww. when i woke up i know I'm it sorry. sucks that does blow uh, but other than that, I've been planning for my birthday party, which is going to be ridiculous because <laughs> I'm planning it and I've already latched on to one of the stupidest ideas I've ever had. And I can't wait for you and everyone else to experience it. <laughs> I revel in your stupid ideas. They're usually... <laughs> One, they're usually not stupid. They're usually just really quirky. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've never thought they were stupid. Um, And also, always tons of fucking fun. So I'm excited. I'm I'm super hype. Oh, well, thank you. I've also just been... uh, Well, I'll talk about what movies I've been watching when we get to our regulars. But, you know, Desi and I have been watching Strange New Worlds, which is the latest Star Trek show about Christopher Pike, who is a original series character and about his years as captain of the Enterprise before his accident, which if you want to know more about, you can watch the original series. And uh, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I it's just straight up Star Trek. It's we're gonna go to a weird planet, interact with some aliens, solve a space mystery, fly out. It's exactly what I want. Yeah, uh, I I enjoy Discovery um, a lot. In fact, this has uh, reminded me that I need to go finish the latest season of Discovery. I stopped at the break and then forgot to finish it, so I'm doing that now. And as much as I love Discovery, I have missed the episodic nature of Star Trek. They haven't really done that not even in Picard they're all just like one overarching story and I really like the episodic nature of this and their commitment to it it feels great I prefer my Star Trek episodic um it's not that I don't like a deeper story I just uh the thing that Star Trek is best at I think is is this sort of simpler story I think when they try to like get really deep in it and connect all the lore it just gets really messy and mm. it's it's not always handled like the newer trek i don't know it's it's not always handled in the best way but uh i say that having only watched none of picard and uh only two seasons of discovery so i discovery uh, i want to get back oh. to it i didn't hate it i just uh my roommate hated it so we, we were just struggling to get back <laughs> yeah that makes sense discovery <laughs> is one of those shows where it got better with each season 
And they've kind of found, I mean, like, they're firmly planted in their niche now where they have, like, one big problem that they're spending the whole season to solve. But I will say the latest season has tried to make it as episodic as possible with, like, so the big problem is broken down into smaller problems that we focus one episode each on. And Mm -hmm. I, I like that approach, so that's good. I'm excited to get back to it because I just like Star Trek. It makes me happy. Like that is my next tattoo is going to be Star Trek themed. Uh, Can you explain it? uh, I'm going to wait until I get it until uh, to talk about it. That's uh, I've decided I'm going to (laughs) surprise. I mean, like I'm going to keep it a secret for some reason. I don't know. There's no like deep meaning behind why I'm keeping it a secret. I just I think it's more fun. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, Strange New Worlds is really good. If you, uh, it, I think it's a great entry point. Honestly, I think right now out of all of the new Star Treks, the greatest entry points are Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask my roommate, that is the best track on television right now. So <laughs> Lower Decks is so much fun. I can't wait till it comes back. Yeah, um, I love it. I love it to pieces. It's so funny. And the way it references... Uh, the older shows and other things going on it's it's just really well done yeah it it truly is and uh but yeah that's just wanted to give a a quick plug to strange new worlds because that show uh rules and um there are only two episodes in and i love it so much i know me too (laughs) i love it so much i love nurse chapel i love the doctor oh man the uh i don't know what the endoran uh subspecies is named that uh the new guy is but i love him i love <laughs> just i don't know it's a good time it, it is, is time. it is i love how colorful it looks it is very colorful and i, I really color. like what they're doing with nurse chapel in this she's so cool yeah super adore I'm... it ahura is so precious Oh, she is. She's so precious. There's so many women, and there's so many Asians. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I was watching a TOS episode, and there was an Asian American woman acting in one of the scenes, and I just, like, turned to him, and I go, if I saw this and I was Asian in the 60s, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> like, Yeah. I remember her. I just, uh, that was so cool. Like, and then to get um george takei later and Mm. yeah um it's important it's important i don't know i'm still having conversations with people about representation and how much it means to them like i've been having a lot of conversations lately about that and uh it's just to see a show in the 60s do that without a care in the world is really beautiful i agree Oh, well, let us get into our regulars. Um, yeah, regulars time. Destiny, what was the last movie you watched? The last movie I watched was so serious and sad compared to what I usually watch. It was uh, a 2017 film called Disobedience, starring mm. Rachel McAdams and Rachel Vice. Ooh, what's this about? Uh... I'll give you the synopsis and then you'll know exactly why I watched it. So (laughs) Rachel Weiss and Rachel McAdams play these childhood friends who grew up in this very strict 
uh, conservative Jewish community in London. And uh, they had a, fr- an, a mutual friend named David. And uh, they fell in love with each other, the two Rachels. And um, the Rachel Weiss's character, the rabbi's daughter, ends up getting essentially disowned from the community uh, after, like, the, the relationship is found out while they're teenagers. And so the movie takes place with the rabbi dying and she gets a phone call and somebody tells her like oh your father's died and she's got to come from new york to london back to this conservative community to um you know pay her respects even though like nobody wants her there they they're denying he even had a daughter and there's all this stuff and then of course as soon as she sees rachel mcadams again they start you know fucking again (laughs) and she's married to david now so it's like even more complicated and david is the next in line to be the next rabbi and i thought it was going to be one of these movies where you know the there was a clear black and white sort of tint to the story where it's like clearly this society is so repressive and uh, the answer is X, Y, Z um, in, in being a queer person when it comes to this community and they're not going to ever accept her. So fuck them. Like it, it's way more um, open minded and nuanced about its portrayal of the like Hasidic community. Um, it doesn't monsterize like any of the characters who oppose the relationship or um, like downplay any of the moments of beauty in the religion. And so I really appreciated it. It was a really well done movie, especially since I have qualms with the director. The director is the same director who did one movie I love and one movie that upsets me (laughs) Um, that I saw with you. Um, He did a fantastic woman and Gloria and Gloria was a great movie. It's about this older woman who uh, like gets her mojo back, gets her groove back and like starts dating after a divorce. And it's really like affirming, but then a fantastic woman is just a movie about a woman being abused the entire movie. And I don't know who it's for. Yeah. That movie is weird. Like everybody was praising it. It's like, do you want to see a trans woman get literally physically and emotionally abused well here you go (laughs) here you go here i i don't understand (laughs) yeah that was not a fun movie and i don't recommend it to people and i and like i know we're all looking for like well okay i shouldn't speak for everybody but i have a friend who i promised i would find her happy trans movies and we've literally only found one which is oh you know what i can't remember the title we watched it a while ago um I will get back to y'all. Okay. Because okay. I, I need to ask my friend. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're looking for a happy trans movies. So if you know any, oh my God, please email us, battlinggirls at gmail.com because a fantastic woman ain't it. I know of a happy, I, I'm 99% sure it's mostly happy. I haven't watched the whole series yet, but it's a teen series that just dropped on on Netflix um, based off this comic I really like called Heartstopper. And the show, the comic is about two boys who fall in love in a 
in a private school in, in London, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the a lot of the supporting characters in the comic book are queer, and one of them is a trans girl, and how she ends up having a relationship with uh, one of her best friends. Uh, and I noticed that the show, which I started, and it's really good, they actually have split the plot so like half of the story is about the two boys falling in love and then the other half is about the trans girl because she just uh came out and now attends the all girl school with uh and she it's about her making friends and trying to find her place and it, it i know how it ends in the comic book so it is happy but i don't know how much conflict she's going to uh engage with at this new school it doesn't look like much. She's already made two new friends, but it's, it's very interesting. And I think that might be a happy one. It's not a movie though. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to write it down anyway and recommend it to my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, cool. Uh, well, my movies, uh, are, <laughs> are garbage <laughs> co- compared to this movie. Uh, but beautiful garbage. I have decided to start watching, puppet master and nice. so far oh go ahead oh i just said nice i have not seen oh, this okay. since i was a kid yeah same so there are 13 puppet master movies one of which is a reboot kind of called the littlest reich and i i have i know that one was kind of controversial i don't know why and i'll get to it when i watch it. That one is the only one not available on streaming. If you would like to watch any of these movies, the first three Puppet Masters are on Shudder, and the rest of them, except The Littlest Reich, are on Arrow. Thank you, Arrow. Oh my god, that Arrow streaming service is the best money we've spent on streaming. Like, with the exception of uh, the Mystery Science Theater one, Yeah, yeah. like, I am so pleased with that Arrow streaming service. I think it's great. (laughs) If you have time, check out the Vinegar Syndrome collection that they have. Uh, House of the Dead. I talked about it on the last episode. You would like that movie. Yeah, I definitely will. So I've watched four of these. I've already watched four. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And let me tell you. Wow, as they go on, they do past movie one, they do not make sense. But who gives a <laughs> shit? You are here to watch a movie about puppets killing people. And if that's what you want, just ignore the plot and then just come for the puppets killing people. Holy fucking shit. What a hot mess of a series. I absolutely love it. Oh, I've been meaning to watch these, so I'm going to have to. Please. Yeah, they, they just hit the streaming uh, site, so I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for Puppet yeah. Master. Because, yeah, that's one I have not seen. Uh, we watched a few of them when I was a really little kid, and I remember having to turn my head a lot for the sex scenes. And yeah. Like, <laughs> just there's a lot kitchen. of... Yeah, there's a lot of sex scenes in the first one. Uh, interestingly, I did a little research because I was like, was this a direct-to-video movie? And it was. So originally, Full Moon Studios, who makes these films amongst other uh, trash Classics. from the, the 90s, yes. <laughs> classic trash. Uh, classic trash. Classic trash. I shouldn't just say trash because it is that, classic which, trash. Which, which is our forte as Battling Girls. Like, we're saying this lovingly. Yes, of course. I never say it derisively. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
it was supposed to have a limited engagement in the theaters and then uh, be heavily promoted on video. But then the company just decided, uh, fuck it, we're just going to release it on video. And it actually is one of the most successful direct-to-video series that has ever existed. And if you think about it, like Puppet Master, like lots of people know that name and it has never once been screened in a theater. And I think that's really fascinating. I didn't know that. That's actually really cool. Or interesting, I mean. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, I, uh, I really liked it. I, I will, uh, share this one little tidbit before we move on to our jams where my mom was sitting in the room with me while I was watching the first one and she was like just surfing her iPad. Right. And then she left and I just thought we were just hanging out. And then I, the next morning I was like, man, dad, that first puppet master, what a trip. And then my mom said, what happened to Alex? Like she knew character names. (laughs) And I was like, okay, you were obviously paying more attention than I thought you were. (laughs) Your mom is the best. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I'll be back to talk about more of these puppet masters. I'm going to be on number five now. So this should be very exciting. <laughs> oh, that is... I'm super hyped. I'm, 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 I'm going to try to catch up with you because uh, when I saw those were busting out, I was, I was excited, I'll admit. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a franchise i don't know anything about and and that's kind of like i thought i knew you know i know most of the big ones so this one True. i'm excited to get into it because i'm like I, I i assumed they were messy but the way you talk you're talking about it i am intrigued yeah oh boy i'd love to hear your thoughts on it because man oh boy yeah no i will definitely try to catch up i'm super busy but i'm gonna i'm gonna try um Oh, I did want to give a shout out to the new season 13 of Mystery Science Theater 3000, which you can watch on the Gizmoplex is what they're calling their streaming site. Uh, It's very confusing because if you want to put it on your Roku app, you can't search Gizmoplex. You have to search Mystery Science Theater 3000. (laughs) What the heck? Okay. 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 Yeah, it's very confusing. (laughs) I did not know what I was doing. And then you can't just buy the 13th season from the app. You have to go to the website to buy a pass to watch it. And the pass is kind of expensive. Um, there's an annual option and a summer option. And I did the summer option uh, because my reasoning was, well, one, they're doing this because they don't want to have to do another Kickstarter campaign. They want to be self-sustaining. And mm-hmm. two, I watched this show for free on youtube for decades oh so it's nice to just give back and and you know like i wasn't paying for cable when i was growing up so i guess i've always watched it for free true true but i've always appreciated oh go on oh i'm like that's a really good reason that's all i was gonna say (laughs) oh thanks well like i really appreciated how they always encouraged people to share tapes and urls Mm. for the show like keep it alive in the hearts of the fans and so it's nice to like just have a place to watch like a dedicated place to watch it i'm a little sad they don't have all the seasons on there um it's only seasons one through ten and then uh like they're, they're gonna do like limited live streams of like certain episodes from a vault i think i don't know it's confusing because like some movies they don't have the legal rights to have them streaming so mm. they don't they can't put it on their site so 
I don't know. But the new season is very good. Like, the people writing this show are very smart in knowing, like, what things they can change and what things they shouldn't change. And um, mm. it's barely, ch- like, the formula has not been tampered with. It is still just as sharp as uh, it was on Netflix and before that. Cool. Very pleased with it. I haven't gotten to the episode with the new host, Emily, yet, but um, I'm still enjoying Jonah. Yeah. Well, shall we move on to our jams? Yeah! All right, and now it's time for... Aw, Ballet Girl! girl. That's That's my my jam! Destiny, what's your jam? My jam is a love song... From a man to his cat, it is Tron Song by Thundercat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) It's just this beautiful, funky love song to his cat. Like, there's no no other, I I don't, like, there's nothing else you can say. It's just a good time. (laughs) Fuck! I need to go listen to this right fucking now. Amazing. If you want, I'll just make you a Thundercat playlist. Yes, please do. Destiny's okay. been doing a lot of pop culture heavy lifting for me lately. And <laughs> I'm having I, so I, much fun. I'm having so much fun. Like, I had a friend call me up that I hadn't talked to in, like, months. And, like, the first thing we decided, we're like, we're going to make each other playlists. <laughs> so, like, I've been, having, I've been making playlists for everybody lately. I'm having a good time. That's awesome. I love to hear that. <laughs> oh, boy. What's your jam, Rhea? Well, I'm back on my shit, everyone. Which means yeah. it's a K-pop jam. I and am hype. Go ahead. Oh, I just I just said I'm hype. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, PSY, Psy, uh, as many of you know, the hit maker behind Gangnam Style, which was like a lot of people's first exposure to K-pop on like a, a large scale, the first YouTube video to hit 1 billion views. Uh, he's back after a very long hiatus musically. And he has a new album out, his ninth album. And it's really good, full of a lot of uh, jams and bangers, as the kids say. But uh, the title track is called That That. And it features a Suga from BTS. He produced it and has a little, like, a rap on it. And the whole video is Western-themed. And Suga's wearing a white Western suit with, like, a leopard print shirt underneath. And he's never <laughs> looked more hot. I'm like, why are you so hot in this video? I don't understand it. <laughs> Not even my bias. And he's so fucking good looking. And the song's really catchy too. And I really, really like it. It's a lot of fun. And then That's it's not awesome. a jam per se, but uh, the Surfer Jets, which is a surf band, a instrumental surf band, one of my favorite genres of music that I don't talk about very often, they just released their first full length album called Roller Fink. And I like to listen to this one the whole way through, just the whole album. Like, there's not really one song that sticks out above the rest. Because surf jams just kind of bleed into each other. And the whole premise of the album is, like, you're at the roller rink. And this band is just playing there, playing all their jams. And, like, a guy over an intercom interrupts every once in a while to be like, Hey, now it's time for couples only. Let's get out your skates. You know, (laughs) it's so cool. I love it. I've listened to it, like, six times just relaxing it's so so good so good that sounds fun yeah it's a lot of fun good jams 
jam Good time. jams. I'm hyped to make jam a Thundercat uh, playlist for you. Ooh, I'm so excited. It's gonna be for good. <laughs> well, let's get into our vegan meat and vegan potatoes of this episode. Uh, after the highs and the the loving highs and the the deep lows of our love songs and breakup playlists, which by the way, oh yeah, that fucking Ben Fold song, intense. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, have, have you listened to the playlist? Is there anything that stuck out for you on mine that you hadn't heard? Man, okay, first of all, that Mountain Goat song, I just Isn't I just it? laid down on the ground. Yeah, it's it's a punch in the gut. <laughs> I laid down on the ground and died. And then I just love the mean energy of that Ben Fold song so fucking much. Yeah, it's Give me so fuck back my black t-shirt and all my money. Like, it's oh so blunt and petty and I love it. Yeah, it's it's a classic. That whole album is uh, full of bangers, as, as you said earlier. Yeah, that, it's, it's uh, the one with Brick on it, which was their big uh. hit. Which is a weird introduction to that band because most of their songs are like really funny. Yeah, and that song is and like, then that song. It's about abortion, and it's like oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, oh damn. Oh snap. I hope she got him his shirt back. <laughs> Um, oh boy that was a dark joke um i love it though <laughs> uh so anyway we're, we we're are doing game. yeah we're playing a game uh it's called this or that and basically what it is is we are going to present two categories and we have to choose one or one over the other and i have taylor made my list to to stump destiny i'm really curious to see what she says in some of oh. these it's taylor made for her but yeah, we'll just go back and forth. And uh, do you want to start? Or you don't want me want me to start. I can start. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'm gonna start with the low ball. Okay. Uh, out of soda pops, uh, Coke or Dr Pepper? I think I know the answer, but I'm I'm just throwing them out there. Okay. It is. I do like Dr Pepper, and I have my moments with it, but it will always be Coke. And I knew that, but I was like, I wanted to start with a low ball. Cause... No, I get it. Yeah. Coke is just, I've been drinking Coke since I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> but I will admit when I first met Destiny, Destiny is really hot on Dr. Pepper. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. I and know. Uh, I drank so much Dr. Pepper in the first year of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I drink, yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> I'm cutting down these days, but I still love it. I, that's my favorite. That cream soda, Dr. Pepper. Whew. If they get rid of that, I don't know if I'll drink Dr. Pepper anymore. Oh, no. It's no, so they good. Better... <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like, yeah, my specialty Coke is cherry vanilla. Like, Ooh. if they have that in one of those, like, big machines with all the different options, that's the first one I'll go for. Yeah, no, that's a good choice. That's a real mm. good choice. That's a good yeah. one. What have you got for me? Okay, so my first one for you. I'll do a food one too. Okay. Nachos oh. or sushi? Damn! <laughs> my two favorite foods, like, of all time. And there's reasons, like, sushi is just so, well, one, it's always kind of special because it's expensive. Yeah. And two, 
uh, it tastes so good and like <laughs> I love it. I love the variety. I had I literally had sushi last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, we went to one of those places that has like the sushi train that you just like pick out what you want. Oh fuck! I really want to go to one of those. <laughs> yeah, there's one in Omaha called Yamato. It's really good. Uh, and I it was cheap too. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, but anyway. I think my answer is sushi because I was going to get into like why I like nachos because I love cheese and I love beans and like I love crunch. Uh, But I think sushi's the winner. I think if somebody put both in front of me and said you could only have one, you know, as your special meal, it's going to be sushi. Mm. What is your favorite sushi roll? Oh, good question. Um, if we're talking veggie sushi, I like a sweet potato roll, which is just mm. like a deep fried sweet potato in the rice and the uh, seaweed wrapping. And then uh, if we're talking fish, because I'm a pescatarian, I don't know if that's a thing people are aware of because I've been known as vegan for like ever. Um, so I will have like a tuna roll, something with avocado, anything with like shrimp. But yeah, hmm. like all together or just like uh, together or separate. Okay, okay. You know, I don't think I ever asked you what you'd eat as a pescatarian, so that's news to me. I learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been pescatarian since mm, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Nice. It's been fun. Um. Okay, I've got one for you. Kind of a okay. silly one. Uh, right. Mario or Luigi? Oh, shit. <laughs> ah. I didn't expect tension. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is hard because... Mm-hmm. I don't play as Luigi in Super Mario 3D World because I his jumps are just too hard to control. Mm-hmm. But Luigi was the only character in Super 3D World where I could beat the bonus level that was hard as nuts. Mm. And I couldn't beat it with anyone else, not even my standard Peach. But Mario's so cute. (laughs) I am going to pick Luigi because I really love Luigi's Mansion. I played it for the first time a couple years ago. And I love a good ghost story. And... I loved seeing him as the star of his own game and it was like a kind of a horror game and it was really cool. And I, he has a better enemy. King Boo is so much cooler to me than Bowser. Oh shit, I'm going to get fucking shit for this. (laughs) You might, you might, because we stand Bowser in my house. Um, I know. (laughs) I was going to say, if you like Luigi, play the Mario Brothers RPGs because Luigi... Uh, they have so many jokes on Luigi and it is so funny and it, it'll mm. just make you a Luigi stand because he's such an underdog like everybody's like oh it's green Mario <laughs> hi green Mario <laughs> and he's like I'm Luigi like it's so sad <laughs> well I remember treated. I remember one of the jokes in uh, Odyssey was that you could get a Luigi costume right yeah and Already when you buy the costume or the hat, it said the L stands for winner. Like already <laughs> making fun of him. And then if you wear the Luigi costume to uh, when you're fighting against Bowser at the end, he says, you look familiar, but I don't quite know who you are. And it's just like, 
such an underdog. I know. <laughs> I love him. I love him to pieces. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. I figured you'd like that. All right. My next one for you are two songs, head to head. Ooh, okay. Purple Rain or When Doves Cry? Shit, this is a good question. Mmm. Damn. Oh, I'm torn. I'm truly torn. I wasn't I even sure what I'd answer. <laughs> I, I think it's When Doves Cry just because I love the way the beat goes. And it's oh, just really true. intense. It's a very intense song. But Purple it is. Rain has got that anthem quality. Um, it's very large in proportion in a way that like gives me chills when I listen to it. Um, but I think I'm going to go with When Doves Cry. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I only have one musical one for you. Okay. Um, out of your two favorite Beatles, uh, John or Paul? <sighs> this is rough because my first instinct is to just say Paul because I've always loved Paul. But the truth of it is, is that I, I love John for <laughs> first. <laughs> and some of my favorite songs like are actually John Lennon's songs. And I know he's complicated and he's kind of shitty, but that's kind of what I like about him. He I, was I, of a product of his time. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I feel like I'm fucking betrayer. Uh, <laughs> but I am going to say John. Like, if I really come down to it, I love Paul and I love his music and I always will, but... Lately, I've just been thinking about John and his art and the way he looked at life and feeling really connected to that for and what he what he stood for recently. That's not, yeah, I like that. I yeah. uh, ooh, I wouldn't be able to pick because I my my favorite Beatle isn't even in the running. But if I had to pick between the two, I think I've heard more Paul. But yeah, I think the stuff that John like cared about and tried to do and believed in I think I would pick John yeah yeah not the best human being yeah problematic AF but if we're gonna have a problematic bay might as well be John Lennon that's true (laughs) (laughs) also I just I can listen to help right now for seven days straight and no other song And I know he was like the main songwriter of that one. So. Oh, yeah. He's written some good ones. My favorite John composition is probably Julia on the White Album. Oh, that's a good one. It makes me cry. (laughs) It's so pretty. Mm -hmm. All right. My next one for you is Vampires or Witches. Oh. Ooh, hard one. Because I am a witch, but I love vampires. (laughs) I do. They're cool. They're kind of dorky, but they're cool. That's Um, the perfect description of a vampire I have ever heard. (laughs) Well, it depends on the kind of vampire. Because if we're talking just like your average Buffy vamp, like, I'm going to pick witches. But if we're like... uh, 
talking a cool seductress vampire who like lives in a mansion in the German mountains and like seduces <laughs> couples to play tennis with her and then some I'm going to pick the vampire <laughs> <laughs> just this isn't Sarandon at the end of the hunger <laughs> but let's I just say pick- your average bloodsucker my average bloodsucker okay yeah. I- I'm going to go with witches because okay. witches get shit done <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I have a vampiric one for you. So I'm Ooh. really glad these are like <laughs> pairing together well. <laughs> um uh out of uh these two famous vampires, uh vampires, excuse me. Uh Spike or Dracula? Man. <laughs> Oh. And I don't just mean the Buffy Dracula. You can pick any Dracula you please. Okay, okay. But I love Buffy Dracula because he was so funny. He was so funny. Oh my god. Oh, this is... I feel like every Dracula nerd's gonna be on my ass, but I'm going to choose Spike because... uh, Well, first of all, Dracula owes Spike money, which is still one of the funniest <laughs> things... Ever in a Buffy episode. (laughs) Yeah, Dracula doesn't pay his debts. That's shitty. (laughs) I choose Spike. uh, Well, also, like, Spike was from a certain era of punk that I really admire. And I just loved his arc. Like, he went through, like, Dracula's always like, I'm evil and shit. And uh, you never quite see them go through the arc that Spike did. Spike went through an amazing arc throughout (laughs) the entirety of Buffy. And I, he was a puppet once. Or no, he, he made fun of Angel for being a puppet, which was one of the funniest fucking things that ever happened. And <laughs> I don't know. I just love Spike so much. He's one of my favorite characters. I think I would pick Spike too, just because uh, Punk Dracula is always going to overrule Victorian Dracula. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So true. <laughs> so true. All right, let me circle it. I've been circle marking them off. I have, I have been reference. too. <laughs> We're too similar. I have also been marking mine off. <laughs> Just in case this comes up later in like one of our Jackbox games or something. <laughs> okay. For my records. Uh, so my next one is cults or serial killers. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so the psychiatry nerd in me is definitely like cults because the mindset to like get someone in and the mindset to like become victim to a cult is fascinating to me. Um, and the things that cults do and the like para uh, religious stuff has always been an interest of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with cults like serial yeah. killers. I don't know this the culture around serial killers is yucky, and so is the culture around like cults. But uh, just one is more interesting to read about, and um, I don't know. Like I'll always you know uh, read a ser- serial killer story or watch a show about it. That's always gonna be a pastime of mine. I'll always be kind of a true crime junkie. I have no guilt for it. I know that it's me- I know it's messy. 
Um, but it's just interesting to me. Uh, yeah. So yeah, cults. Uh, last podcast has been covering a lot of like, and their side stories episodes have been covering a lot of little fringe cults, and man, that shit is fascinating. So I a hundred percent agree with you. I've been meaning to catch up and they've been like killing it in the t-shirt game. Like I follow their Instagram and I'm like, I'm going to get a bunch of fucking last podcasts with the love t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. really damn cute. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I can see. Marcus I like that. You... COVID. Yeah. The poor bastard. I feel so sad for him. Me he's too. still kind of, they tried to hit the road recently and he still like, has a lot of nasty side effects, so they had to postpone a bunch of other shows. But he just needs more time to rest, so okay, they're giving yeah. that to him. Shout out to Marcus Parks. I just really yeah. like him. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cults. Uh, like, are you interested in, in, in like Scientology as a cult at all, or just like yeah, the Jim Jones type cult? Okay. Kind of both. Like, they're both the same thing. Like, as far as like, there's a element of mind control happening and manipulation um and they've done harmful things you know mm. like nobody knows where Shelley Miscavige is yeah Ugh. yeah it's real weird uh but yeah it's all interesting to me I um definitely had my phase where I deep dive deep dove into like Scientology stuff and uh used to listen to a lot of Ono Ross and Carrie and like their series where they become Scientologists is so wild. It is a roller coaster because they get caught. Oh my god. Yeah, it's wild. Oh boy. That's so scary. I might have to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, they had to like change the whole ethic credo of their podcast after this experience. Mm. But yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Let me find one for you um okay how about ninja turtles Raphael or michelangelo ah because okay so i grew up <laughs> no you don't understand destiny <laughs> i need context okay i need context i want context because these are to me these are the two coolest ninja turtles they are I... <laughs> so when so i sad. watched the cartoon like michelangelo was my favorite he had the coolest weapons he loved yes. pizza he was yes. fun and yes. didn't give a fuck but then when i was older i'm like man i really identify with this mean loner he has a crush <laughs> on a what? human woman that he doesn't get he <laughs> he's grumbling his brothers compare <laughs> i just like i don't know i was just like and so i'm like well what why are, first of all, why are my personality, why is my personality like this? Like, it's fucking polar opposite. It's like this with everything, where it's just like, I like the, the goofy, silly one, and I also like the brooding one. Like, huh? <laughs> why are they opposite sides of the spectrum? <laughs> you contain multitudes, and so do these turtles, you know? <laughs> I, th I think, I'm going to tell you, I'm not trying to bias your opinion, but this is what I'm going to say, just for the record. And I might tweet this later, because it tickles me. Okay. I think Michelangelo is for girls, but Raphael is for women. <laughs> what an amazing sentiment! <laughs> oh, holy shit. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Oh, that's so funny. That's oh, just my personal opinion. Well, you are right, because it is 
Raphael because <laughs> I do believe in the in the like one of the more recent cartoons he was going out solo and doing some like solo avenging type stuff that oh, his shit. brothers He's really Batman. Yeah. And so I'm just like, yeah. Start playing that Nirvana song cuz <laughs> <laughs> something's in the way. <laughs> Uh, we have satellite radio, and that came on the grunge station, and I turned to him, and I go, oh, it's the Batman song. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, famous Nirvana song. Oh, shit. It's the Batman song. Oh, boy. But yes, it's it's Raphael. I mean, Michelangelo was there to lead the way, but as I got older, I'm just like, Raphael is the way to go. He's so mm-hmm. cool. Definitely. All right, so mine's going into more uh, stationary question time. Stationary question time. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so new notebook versus new pen. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I think I'm going to go with new notebook because the potentiality, uh, the the things you can do are so, so wide with a new notebook. New that is true. Fighting as fuck. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like I'm in uh, a bad place right now with my new my. It's not new, but it's my purple fountain pen. My Lamy Safari and I are not getting along right now. It keeps uh, skipping, and I'm just like yeah. devastated. I'm like my pen, my pen. But <laughs> uh, a new notebook. There's nothing that tops that satisfying feeling of opening it up and writing on the first page and knowing like having a plan for it and like collaging in it and oh fuck i love a notebook (laughs) yeah oh man so true 100 percent agree with everything although i did just get a bunch of muji pens for the first time and i'm super excited to to write with them Ooh, i hear such good things i have maybe one i don't know i'm gonna have to pick i need new pens because mine are all uh their ink cycles have died out all my ballpoints so i gotta replace them and right now i'm on a kick where I'm, I'm really feeling the Pentel Intergel pens so I need Ooh. to get more of those I have to look that up I don't think I have one of those yeah I really like I get mine on pilot or I go to Tokyo pen shop yeah that's a great place <laughs> alright pen talk sorry everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I'm not sorry yeah that's true I shouldn't be sorry <laughs> okay um since we talked about Batman earlier, uh, Christian Bale Batman or Robert Pattinson Batman? I uh, see this one's easy for me. It is Robert Pattinson, and I know he's a new baby, but I have a weird love hate relationship with Christian Bale as Batman. Like, okay. sometimes I think he's great, and then other times I'm like, what are you doing? And I don't I know th- if that's necessarily his fault or not. It might be the director's fault. <laughs> I think he's a great Batman, but he's kind of a bad Bruce Wayne. Oh. That's a good point. Or is it the other way around that I think? Or is he a better Bruce Wayne than he is a Batman? You know, he's a better Bruce Wayne than Pattinson. I'll say that. Okay. Um, but I go back and forth on how I feel about him as Batman as well. Um, I don't know which one I'd pick if I were given this, this or that. Hmm. I just threw it in there because I was like, he just came out and we both watched it and I wanted to know what you yeah. thought. <laughs> I choose the sparkly vampire. 
<laughs> you can never escape it. Oh, I know. Weirdly, right. I never think of Twilight when I see Kristen Stewart. Yeah, you know I'm what? kind of attracted to her. <laughs> First of all, they both really did very well establishing their careers post-Twilight. And yeah. uh, secondly, I want to tell you of this TikTok I saw with Kristen Stewart where there were some, she was on a red carpet for some event and these girls were like behind the railing watching her walk up, right? Mm-hmm. And then they were whispering to each other like, should I say it? Should I say it? And the other girls just, just do what feels good in the moment. So then Kristen Stewart walks by and the girl yells, lesbians love you. And Kristen Stewart yells, goes, Sick! queen we stand a queen yes and i wasn't always a stand but as she got more gay and like started doing more interesting films i've just been on board yeah for sure oh boy i'm glad i could share that with you (laughs) all right my next one is uh we're going i have two back-to-back star trek ones so this is the first fight i'm excited voyager or tng Ooh, that's hard. I really liked Voyager. Um, I know. I did. It was really surprising how much I liked it. But I think I'm going to go with TNG because Mm. it was my introduction to Star Trek. So it made me a Star Trek fan. And Picard is my favorite captain. Yeah. 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 So definitely, like, as much love to Janeway. Much love. Uh, uh, She's one of the greats. But uh, Picard will always have my heart. He is a great captain. Mm-hmm. And I just think the TNG crew is such a great crew. And uh, I don't know. Voyager has some great moments, though. There's some the Captain Proton stuff and like the doctor is so like legendary. And Neelix, I love Neelix in this house. We, we are torn <laughs> on Neelix, but uh, the person who doesn't like Neelix is wrong. Uh, I love to hear it (laughs) (laughs) alright let me grab one for you Um, Freddy or Jason (sighs) again I think this is easy for me I choose Jason specifically because In the sixth movie, he got superpowers, and it was hilariously funny from then on out. And I will, like, my child, I've said this before on the podcast, but my childhood Jason movie is uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, which really should be Jason Takes a Cruise. And (laughs) I just, he had the superpowers in that, that he was in Manhattan, New York, just for a little bit of it, which pleased me because I was obsessed with New York, and I still kind of am. And I don't know, just there's something about him. There's something about that guy. I just. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all day Friday when I was I was at a I did a retail thing with a friend and she had a Jason Voorhees sticker on her sign. And anytime anybody mentioned it, I would say, Jason's my son. Today's his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much. That's so good. Yeah, He loves his mom. 
I can relate. And I mean, I just, I don't know. It's so funny because my, I used to say this to my mom. I was like, Freddy versus Jason. And she would go, Jason. She's like, Freddy talks too much. Like that was her, (laughs) that was her fucking argument. That's funny. I like Freddy because he talks so much. And I like, but I think it, my answer just depends on context because if we're going to say franchise, my answer is Freddy. Mm. But if we're going to say, like, scarier, I'm going to say Jason. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think Jason's way scarier because of his silence and uh, his weapon and just the way that, like, Freddy Krueger being in your dreams is fucking scary because you can't control your dreams. But, like, just being chased like that is so scary. Yeah, and in the woods. Like, I don't like that either. To this like, day, I don't like the woods because of Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Yeah, I just, like, Woods shit is not my jam. Like, I'm already Troop Beverly Hills all the way. And then I just, and then you're going to put me in the woods. I'm so going to be the first to die. It's not even going to be funny. Yeah, no, my ass can't run and I'm black. No, I'm doomed. I'm doomed. (laughs) We'll just wait for death. Destiny and I will uh, smoke a joint and just wait for Jason to come get us. (laughs) We're not running. Yeah. (laughs) Fresh meat. Bringing a bell for him. Bringing a cowbell for him. Yeah. <laughs> Come and get us. We should write a song about that. Yeah. Too old for that shit. Not doing it. <laughs> like, I'd run from you, but I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Oh, All right. Next good. in my Star Trek questions. I realize I have three now. And they just get oh, more. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. So this one's more specific, and then the next one is more broad. So this one is Crusher versus the Doctor. Oh, my two favorite Star Trek Doctors. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to go with the Doctor. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Only because I love the ways in which he, like, expands past his programming and he like brings liberation to an entire planet of like uh hologram doctors who have to work in mines and shit and he's like super inspiring and he's got an opera career and he's just interesting and funny and i feel like they didn't give beverly crusher a whole lot to do that is true so she doesn't have much like she's a great character uh, and I love her as like a romantic interest for Picard and how like they played with that and it's a great will they or won't they but it just doesn't really go anywhere and like she's just underwritten terribly but I think mm. Gates McFadden just brings so much to the role uh, which is why I love her so much yeah yeah cool you know, I could watch her with Patrick Stewart all day but yep my heart goes to you Robert Picardo uh, I love Robert Picardo <laughs> He's a werewolf. Mm. Oh wait, uh, you just went, so it's my turn. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, mine is uh John Lynch, or excuse me, John Waters, or David Lynch. Ah, oh, that's so good. 
Oh no. <laughs> I know. It's hard. I I couldn't pick. Like I might not pick. Like if if you asked me this, I wouldn't be able to pick. Like I I, I would try my hardest. I had a lot of emotional like breakdowns and revelations watching David Lynch films. I have. Yeah. Same. But then I think of Divine's husband in polyester riding around in his car with a megaphone calling her a slut and it's one of the <laughs> stupidest funniest things I've ever seen in my life and I just, and I just I, it's so hard oh boy that scene in Multiple Maniacs when she's doing the Stations of the Cross with the S&M yes. is uh, transgression at its finest so don't say John Waters hasn't given us beauty as well. <laughs> That's true. Oh, as hard as this is, and as much as David Lynch has made me feel, and he's made me feel so much, I'm going to pick John Waters because John Waters is just so fun and funny, and we wore shirts that said cunt eyes on them, for Christ's sake. And <laughs> also, he is just, at, a, at the time he was making movies... He was doing shit with queer actors and fat women that nobody would do for fucking decades. And, and he's st- like, no one's still really done anything with like bigger women. Like, yeah. Fat women compared to uh, the, the, the heights that uh, hairspray goes. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I totally agree. I mean, a fat girl was the heroine of that story. And he didn't, like, it wasn't, like, super cheesy for Christ's sake. She was advertising for a vintage store called The Hefty Hideaway. And (laughs) he just knew how to perfectly balance, like, having fun but not mocking. But also realizing that, you know, fat women are real fucking people and they deserve good stories. And I just, it it still touches me to this day. Like, even the stuff with Divine, like, in Polyester, she pulls off a car door. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I need to rewatch Polyester. It's been a minute. Oh, polyester is so fucking good. And it's just, like, the strength of these, like, it's funny, and it's but it's also powerful, you know? It just blows my mind. I can't, I'll never get over it. <laughs> god that's that's so fun i'm so glad that you i i as you were talking i realized i would pick david lynch Mm, really why yes just curious only uh because i really like it resonates with me his devotion to art and Mm. like the singular vision of an artist like his commitment to that is really like meaningful to me um and just the things I've gotten out of his creations and just like, I love John Waters. There would be battling girls. Wouldn't there'd still be a battling girls. Cause I, I love Rhea and we would have done anything to like create together. Um, and it would have been fun, but like without John Waters, a lot of our sensibility, <laughs> I think would be different. Yeah. John Waters, uh, walked so we could run. definitely for sure um 
but yeah, I would I would go with Lynch. But yeah, that's I I love your answer, and I think that he's a king. So <laughs> yeah. Oh man, such a good one. All right, my last Star Trek question for you. Okay. <laughs> this one's very broad. So Star Trek, and this is just every Star Trek, like all encompassing, or Quantum Leap. Oh, my two favorite sci-fi TV things. I know. Oh, see, part of me, like, they're just both so meaningful to me. But I'm going to go with Star Trek. Yeah? Yeah, because, one, there's more of it. And, you know, like, most of the stuff I like, there's nothing that I like that's, like, glaringly... Like, Quantum Leap kind of leaves you hanging. Mm Mm-hmm. And... They keep saying, oh, maybe we'll do a movie. Maybe we'll do a remake. Maybe we'll be a, do a sequel or whatever. But I don't know. Uh, I don't think we'll ever get that closure. So that that kind of puts a vote more towards Star Trek also. But also it's just like I just had such a blast, like, getting to watch it and, like, bond with one of my close friends over it and talk about it and uh, just – wish for a society like the one depicted in Star Trek um, maybe without the Federation but just like something where everybody's just good to each other and there's no money and there's no capitalism and no war and it's just a better world and all the differences are accepted and it's 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 an ideal world and I want to live in it yeah agreed mm-hmm <laughs> It's a beautiful world. Okay. Um, <laughs> since we were talking about John Waters, I have a John Waters one for you. Okay. Um, which John Waters uh, <laughs> anti-hero uh, between Don Davenport of Female Trouble or Babs Johnson from Pink Flamingos? Which one do you choose? Oh, uh, I have to choose Don Davenport. Is there anything <laughs> better than her crushing that fucking Christmas tree? No. And so <laughs> she threw it on her mom. She stomped on all the presents. There's literally nothing better than that whole scene. <laughs> yeah. She also has the immortal line, who wants to die for art, which is just my credo in life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. uh, man. That is just, she's just too good. And she had uh, Mink Stole as that terrible child and... Mink Stoll has uh, one of my favorite lines when one of Don Davenport's boyfriends is hitting on her and she's still a little girl, which is already creepy. And then she said, I wouldn't suck your dick if there was, if I was out of oxygen and there was only oxygen in your balls. So, (laughs) I mean, Don Davenport's like legacy lives on. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, no, she's wild. I, I, uh, Babs Johnson has so many great one-liners, but I think, yeah, I would pick the Queen Dawn. Yeah. And, of course, one of her best one-liners is, like, you're hereby convicted of assholeism. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just something I think of often. Oh, boy. I always think, what are your political beliefs? Kill everyone. <laughs> Like, that is just iconic. <laughs> it is. It's so good. Oh, my God. So good. So good. All right. I have a couple more left. And I'm going to save 
what I think is the best for last. So let's go on to the next one, which is, this is a more of a real life one. So. Okay. All right. I'm excited. No laughing for a week or no talking for a week. I couldn't do either. (laughs) I'm an easy laugh and I talk constantly. (laughs) I think laughter would be really easy to do compared to not talking so i'm gonna okay. say no laughing because i okay. don't think i could go without talking like i we used to do the day of silence in my uh high school which is like you know stand up to gay bullying by being silent which doesn't really make sense but <laughs> i had a, i struggled on those days <laughs> oh, no. I, wanted, I was down for the cause but i was <laughs> i'm a talker yeah same. I think I struggled with that. Like, we only had one at Benson when I was there. And we had the mm-hmm. armbands and no talking. I did the armband, could not do the no talking. It was impossible. <sighs> yeah, it was hard. I um definitely struggled. And I could never take a vow of silence. Like, I would really have to... Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> one like, of my... Oh, uh, shut up. <laughs> One of my favorite, uh, as TikTok says, like core memories with Destiny is uh, me, her, and Tracy went to go see A Quiet Place, uh, the movie with John Krasinski, <laughs> where they can't talk uh, because those monsters will come find you. At, right at the end of the movie, Destiny and I looked at each other and we're like, we die immediately in this world. <laughs> we wouldn't make it. We wouldn't make it. We would be the first people to die. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be over something stupid, too. Like, we'd be like, oh, we'll talk about a movie. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to talk before we talk about this movie. Oh, man. They just hear my flip flop slapping and they'd come and get me. Can't walk quietly. I need <laughs> neither. I have stompy feet. Stompy walk. Oh, That's boy. Funny. Yeah. No, we'd be doomed. I dropped a fork in the middle of that movie at the draft house. We we're not supposed to make noise. Like, they purposely had a quiet menu so people wouldn't even crunch. And, like, I dropped a fork on the ground. <laughs> And, like, Tracy was the only one who was adhering to it. Like, she got quiet stuff. I was, like, crunching on popcorn. I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. My last one for you is a very silly one. It is dinosaurs or astronauts. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Oh, man. I wasn't expecting these two to be compared. (laughs) Oh, boy. Because when I was a child, I went through a, fa- a huge dinosaur phase. Thank you, Jurassic Park. But yep, then I also, I really liked space because of, you know, I was watching Star Wars and shit. And I, oh, but, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to choose dinosaurs because they're basically big ambibles. And even though they're, e- they're deadly, or at least in the films there, I just want to pet them. They probably had feathers and they were very soft. And Ooh, I want to yeah. pet the ambibles. And also, I just think it's fascinating. They lived on Earth for so fucking long. Can you imagine if we would have evolved from dinosaurs? How weird would that have been? Yeah, we would have looked real fucking silly. <laughs> <laughs> we all would have looked like the creature from the Black Lagoon, which might have been cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cooler than having a human face. Yeah. Can you I imagine putting makeup like, on that face? Oh, yeah. Well, we'd have, like, makeup that goes with our, like, dinosaur feather palette. So That's true. That'd be fine. But, 
<laughs> they would accommodate yeah. the makeup world. <laughs> oh man, maybe I'll do like my first sona, except it's my Dysona. And I'm sure that's a thing. Yeah, you yeah. should be. Uh, what dinosaur would you be? What dinosaur would I be? I'd be the. I know it's not how it actually looks, but I would be the fucking Jurassic Park Velociraptor. They were smart. They had that big claw, and I I just really liked them. They were very lithe, and I felt like like they were like the T Rex is too big, and <laughs> I'm just like I I I like the the idea of like stomping around like your Godzilla, but I also kind of like the the kind of like you know stealth aspect of a Velociraptor. Clever girl. Nice. What about you? Uh, I'd be a woolly mammoth because I'm big and hairy. Can you just imagine us back in ancient times, like, just living together? Just hanging out like a <laughs> Pixar movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Astronauts are cool. I don't know. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, are you thinking, like, real-life astronauts? Or are you thinking, like, Star Trek? Like, is that an astronaut, a person in Star Trek? Oh, that's a good question. I never really thought of them as astronauts, but I guess technically they are because they're yeah. out there, you know? But I'm thinking of, like, you know, I was, you know, just real guys like Neil Armstrong and shit. Yeah. Uh, I really like the movie For All Mankind because the way that they talk about that experience of walking on the moon, they come back just completely. They sound like they've been on LSD. Like, they just. Oh, wow. <laughs> they've been expanded and it. And it that's really cool to me. Oh, that is cool. I should watch that. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's beautiful. It's really good. I think it's on the Criterion channel, but I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. I'll check it out. All right. My last one for you. Yes. Is Jean Rolin or John Carpenter? Ooh. I'm going to say, like, it depends on context. Because if we're going to say, like, better filmmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, John Carpenter. But more interesting filmmaker. (laughs) Jean Roland. Yuckiest filmmaker. Jean Roland. (laughs) Okay, let's put it this way. If you were visiting a person and you had to choose one film by either of these filmmakers to bring over just to show them, expose them to them. Which director would you bring? Oh, I definitely bring the thing. Ah, It would be John Carpenter then. Okay. The thing is a very good movie. Yeah. I just think it's damn watchable. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like I, Iron Rose is not a first time movie thing. No. I feel like Jean Roland's movies are for like, okay, we've been friends for like hmm, 10 years. It's time for a Jean Roland film. <laughs> yes, exactly. And if you still are friends with me after this, then we were meant to be like besties. <laughs> it was faded. Oh, shit. And there you have it, folks. That was uh, Destiny and Rhea's version of This or That. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I learned a lot. I'm, I also uh... learned a lot. I learned that uh, Raphael is for women, which is the most important thing I learned today. <laughs> I just think a, a person comes to a point in their life where they grow out of, you know, partying and pizza and they get into a more like brooding kind of 
loner phase. Yeah. You stop listening to Venga Boys and you start listening to Nirvana. It's just <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. So goofy. <laughs> Uh, but thank you for listening uh, to this episode. It was a lot of fun to record. Uh, you can find this episode and other episodes on our website, which is abnormalmapping.com slash badlinggirls. And we are hosted by Abnormal Mapping. Thank you, Abnormal Mapping. Yes. And uh, this show is also, you can find it on all your favorite places where you listen to podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and etc. And if there's ever one that we're not on just send us an email at battlinggirls at gmail.com and i'll make sure we get on it and you can send us questions and comments and on to our email as well or on twitter we're on twitter at battlinggirls instagram we're instagram now and uh facebook (laughs) if you want to deal with facebook which is awful and um (laughs) seriously i'm having so much trouble navigating the, the page settings for Bella Girls. I'm like, why is this so fucking hard? I don't that's understand. Yeah, that's, uh, thank you for dealing with that because I could not. I could not. I totally get it. Uh, Destiny is on another podcast called Repertory Screenings. And Destiny, what are you watching? Um, we postponed our The Rules of the Game podcast. So that should be next. Uh, okay. So, because uh, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, if that's the one we were doing, but it's Jean Renard's Renoir's? Rules of the game. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so a good one. Check that out. And uh, other than that, uh, we will see you next time. But until then, always, always pizza, pizza rolls. rolls.